1: What's going on, everybody? This is Colin with. Hey, guys. It's Elliot. And this is episode 68, where we have no way... Elliot and I are the special guests here today. <laughs> um, we are fresh off the Ironman World Championships in St. George, Utah.
0: I still have my... Number tan lines on. Oh, online. that's right. Yeah,
1: I do too. Yeah, if we can get that in the <laughs> video here, you can see some numbers there. Very nice. Yeah, very clear on yours, Elliot. Yeah, nice. I yeah. usually never right. really get burnt, but I think that slight altitude and dude, the
0: sunshine the entire being out in the sunshine the entire day definitely burnt me yeah. a little bit.
1: <laughs> so, so, for those of you who can't see us, the the number of temporary tattoos that we had on our forearms uh have given us some awesome uh, you know tan lines here of our race <laughs> numbers here. So um yeah that's just bonus here i've got some lovely ones uh on my i use the thigh high socks so just from the top bottom of my knee to like the top of my knee is same is, here and it's, it's very Mike, strange looking and i got <laughs> a, a nice definition here on the arms here nice <laughs> right there so um yeah it was uh it was legit i think that's really the only way to uh put it. good good honest day out there huh buddy yeah yeah that well, was a tough uh, day <laughs> let's 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 start at the beginning here so uh travels in um i'll start with myself here so we flew in um i had a group of guys that i stayed with that uh had an absolute blast this is actually probably one of the funnest Ironman weeks i've had um any of my iron it's just really fun with the guys and so we flew direct flight from boston to vegas um you know six or five five plus hour flight kind of a long flight and then uh we got there and I booked our, uh, truck that I rented, um, from Expedia and went to the enterprise counter at the airport to find out that mine was booked off a enterprise that was based on the strip. <laughs> so had to, uh, get a cab to there, then kind of figure that out, then drive back to the airport to get everybody. And we actually had a van too, uh, so we had two vehicles, but, uh. Definitely made for then we made the drive. You know, um, there was some construction going on. So it was a two and a half hour drive or so um, up to St. George. So definitely a long day of travel on Wednesday for us, um, but not quite as long as you, Elliot. Yeah. So we drove, decided to drive again, broke
0: it up in two days. But yeah, it was long. I mean, nine hours the first day and just over seven hours the next day. So it was a lot of driving. And that and- was who was with you? So I was without Becca this trip. It was my mom and dad.
1: Okay. So uh, your uncle went separate. Right. Yeah. Okay, so he, good. he
0: ended up driving too. So good.
1: by himself. Yeah.
0: I think after this trip, we were like, we're never making this drive again. We should have just
1: flown into Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all Right. But, uh, but we both got to beautiful St. George on Wednesday. Um, we ended up going right over and checking in and getting our stuff, checking out the expo um uh, did you end it? Did you spend any time at the expo? Yep, so we went
0: the next day after we got in Thursday. So, yeah.
1: how did you think yeah. of how did you like the expo? I that was decent. Uh, yeah. I was uh happy to connect with the the guys from Lever and uh got some things going with them. So, uh, you're gonna uh, get one of those. I am gonna get one. Yeah, I think I think you'll like it. Yeah, no, I think it'll be good. And, um, it was, it was cool to connect with them. So, uh, yeah, that was probably the highlight for me. I also saw, uh, the folks at buy saddle, the saddle i am using and, um, <laughs> we'll come into discussion on the bike, uh, course for me, but they gave me a little piece that I thought was going to help me to keep, um, to set up a rear bottle. Um, cause normally in my training, I have a, a, a cage there or a holder that holds two bottles and I just to just have one. So I was switching things and, um, it's more of the felt, the bike, um, and the way that the stem, or excuse me, the seat post comes up really high on the, um, on where it connects to the bikes uh, or the, to the saddle, excuse me. So, um, it's hard to get, there's not like a lot of the X labs, um, devices won't hold on that or won't get, won't, you can't latch them on there. So, um, they hooked me up with this little piece. I was totally styling and, or thought I was styling. Um, but I'll, I'll continue that on here later. I but, looked yeah, at your race picks
0: so- and you looked legit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see here. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was probably the highlight. But I mean, I think you know it was a very cool setup right there. Um, you know, good, good atmosphere, good, good vibe. You know, we were we were talking about like, did it have a world championship vibe? It was kind of, yeah, yes and no. I mean, there was parts that it did feel like, and others, you know, not so much. But um, you know, it was it was exciting and uh, great to be at an Iron Man event uh, again here for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we, we stayed at an Airbnb. Um, we were, it sounds like Elliot and I, we didn't see each other's Airbnbs, but, uh, weren't far from each other in, uh, in Washington, which is kind of in between St. George and hurricane, not hurricane, (laughs) um, as I've always referenced it here, but, uh, where the swim start is. So I think it was a really good location. Um and we had a nice spot and uh that worked out really well for us. But uh, it was
0: right off the bike course too. So right. we got yeah. right on the parts of the course.
1: Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh Thursday we ended up doing uh a swim. Um and that was a lot of fun. Uh they had a practice swim, they they did a good job with that. Um, you know, you had to get like a timing chip, but they had they could hold your stuff, and there was a bunch of people there. But I mean, I enjoyed it, but Elliot certainly had the highlight. Oh, of that practice. was the highlight
0: of my yeah. entire trip right there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What happened there, buddy? So there's an announcement
0: right when I was getting in that uh, Craig Alexander was getting in the water and was going to give people tips. And it was just a coincidence that we walked down together and he's like, You want to swim with me? And I go, Sure. So we ended up just swimming Three-time a lap together. Ironman
1: world <laughs> champion Craig Alexander, who actually, that's right. Real quick. I think I almost uh, bumped into uh, not literally, but uh, I think he was staying in the same kind of uh, condo location as I was. And uh, we had first gotten there and I was like kind of parked on the side trying to get next to our garage. And I was like blocking traffic. And all of a sudden I move over and it's it's Craig Alexander behind me waiting to, <laughs> uh, to get by. And uh, he was good about it. But uh, that was funny. So, yeah, that is cool. So you stayed with him the whole time, too, huh?
0: Yeah, but I learned a lesson, and I kind of used my lesson for race day. So I he just got in, and just started swimming normally, like right away. And the water was kind of cold that day, and just jumping in like that and swimming hard, I had like a minor like panic attack. So well, I had to get up for a little bit, it, huh? get my breath, and
1: yeah, you weren't gonna get I dropped to, by Craig. I huh? had
0: to hang with him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so it ended up. Uh, the race temp, they claimed race morning was 64. Um, but it was only 59 Thursday. So shows you how hot it was. I guess the few days leading to the race that it it went up like five degrees, um, which did make a difference. I noticed uh, when I first started the race, didn't feel the same as when I entered the practice swim, um, for sure. So, um, but yeah, totally cool. So Elliot was on Craig's feet the whole time. Right.
0: Yep. And And then uh, afterward, he gave me a bunch of tips. I'm like, what's your number one advice? for this race he's like you got to be conservative i think it's going to be pretty car it's going to be a lot of carnage out there if you overcook it and certainly there was but i guess we'll go into it later (laughs) yeah yeah
1: so that was cool um then jumped out on the bikes did get a little uh little ride in um i floated both uh thursday and friday um that was cool and uh, really nice place right in St. George that uh, that I was able to float at. So those were uh, were nice for me. Um, definitely felt or felt guilty to like thinking I was gonna have a bunch of time extra, you know, relaxing time, get some work done and stuff like that. And uh, totally didn't have like any time and felt like I, I know parts of me wish
0: I I showed up yeah. a little bit earlier just so I had some time to relax because I just felt like I was yeah all over the place before well, we both is.
1: actually had some bike challenges huh so yeah. um i'd had having a little bit of issues with my brakes rubbing and my shifting not seeming to be spot on um but it I, the ride i did right before i left everything was perfect oh my god i'm good to go then i got there and um did that little shakeout ride or that ride thursday and things were noisy and definitely not shifting. Right. And, um, I think we, uh, thanks to, uh, Mark Castro Vinci here, if he listens, uh, for helping me with my brakes. but, uh, I uh, was definitely concerned and fortunately got connected with Shimano and went over to the hotel they were staying at, gave them my bike and they got everything totally dialed in for me on Thursday. So a uh, huge shout out to Shimano. They hooked me up in Kona in 2019 when I was having some problems, gave me a whole new derailleur, which was incredible. Um, but I'm pretty sure I'm a Shimano guy for life because they're definitely have treated me well over the years. So um, you, on the other hand, uh, had some more significant challenges, huh? Yeah.
0: And I guess that's a lesson learned. Maybe I shouldn't put my bikes together.
1: So no, but I mean, I went
0: same as you. Everything was working fine. I rode one outdoor ride before the race, a long ride and everything worked. So, I mean, I thought everything was good to go, but yeah, I just could not shift into my small ring, which I knew was very important and was very necessary for this race. That's the
1: only problem you had? Oh, geez. Come on. <laughs> course like that. Why'd you need that?
0: Uh, I would have for sure had to walk up those hills in my big ring. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. I know. Probably. Yeah. Um, that would have been tough for sure. But yeah, unfortunately missed
0: dinner with you because I had to take care of that. So
1: yeah, I mean, this whole trip just felt like
0: the first race of the year and trying to figure little things out like that where i usually have that more just i mean i don't really ever have those kind of issues so just felt like i was running into a lot of first race of the year issues
1: yeah yeah i guess you know but at the same time i guess it's kind of nice to uh you know be there early enough to get them taken care of and not even you know the day before the race it was two days before so um so that was good but uh yeah. Then Friday, um, relatively easy, you know, again, a little bit logistical challenges when you got to go to two transitions. So, you know, went and did the drop off of the bikes, did that with the EMJ team, which was, uh, which was cool. And, uh, most of the guys were all there to do that together. Um, and then headed over to drop off the run stuff. Uh, one thing I am very glad that I did, um, is we actually, on Wednesday, we, when we did our shakeout run, we did like the very first section of the run course, but, uh, I hadn't seen much of the run course. Um, and, uh, Hans and I went over and drove that after we dropped their bags off. And, uh, that was really helpful to me and, um, lined me up, I think for, uh, I'll tell talk more about my run, but I think it, it was, uh, it was good to see these significant climbs that we were going to be dealing with. So you think reviewing uh, the course beforehand helped you for sure. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So race morning comes around. Um, we plan to get, so they have to take a shuttle from um, St. George, you know, kind of the main or T2, I guess, if you will, in the finish line area, um, over to, to the, the swim and hurricane um, or hurricane. So uh, um, we jumped into line and who did I see in line there? My man, Elliot. So uh, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed. We didn't get to, to spend more time together prior to the race, but, uh, we did get to spend that lovely, hot, uh, very tightly fit, uh, bus ride over to, uh, to Saint to in the Harry strangest Street.
0: route too. They didn't take the freeway. They took all the no. side roads and we went down a dirt road. I mean, I had no idea where we were, but it seemed like it took forever. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah uh i actually just listened to uh, sebastian Keenley's uh race report and he was talking about that and he said his heart rate was the highest of the day because like <laughs> i guess their bus like was late and then like it took him on these off-road and he's like we're never gonna get there and was like all nervous i guess um but yeah um it was it was hot in there and uh um you know, but it was good. Uh, that was the only quality time I got with my man, Elliot. So, yep. um, I'll take it. The only picture but, we got together the whole trip. That was it. That's right. Yeah. I was waiting for you after the race. I'm like, where's Colin? <laughs> uh, I know. I don't know how we didn't connect there, but, um, I think I know why. Ah, uh, we'll see here. We'll talk about it. Okay. First, but, uh, <laughs> um, that's right. And this is for everybody listening. It's the first time Elliot and I are sharing our stories about our races here. So there's no, no, uh, prep for this at all or anything, or, um, knowing about each other. So anyway, so, uh, so I was, uh, you know, got things ready, um, had, uh, you know, a little bit of challenge. They didn't have many, uh, crack pipes to, to get the disc wheels, um, inflated. So, uh, had a little bit of a challenge there, but finally worked that out and had everything ready to go with plenty of time. Um, but I was in the first swim wave, which I do think was a huge advantage, um, you know, especially compared to the women and, um, those that had to go later in the day only made it hotter, um, and windier. So, um, I am grateful for that for sure. Um, but, uh, um, started off, let's see, I think in the, ended up in like the fourth row that, so they were doing, was it five or six people wide? Yeah. Five or six. Uh, And it was like every five seconds or so they were letting people go. So I think I was, you know, within the first, uh, 20, 25 people, I guess, to, uh, to get in the water, um, and, um, felt pretty good in my swim. Um, I did a pretty good job. I thought of drafting and definitely found some feet that I was hanging on. Um, I don't know, I guess I, looking back, I questioned it a little bit where I felt like it was, it was a good pace for me where I was, you know, not, not going super hard, but, um, when I was trying to pass the person I was, um, was sticking on the feet of, you know, I wasn't really able to do that very easily. So it's like, all right, this is probably a good place to be. The only problem was this guy, like anytime he'd want to sight or at least every so often he kept like stopping to breaststroke. And so I'd like slam into his feet significantly and then like get back going. And finally (laughs) we disconnected and I jumped on the feet of somebody else. And, um, but I spent, I would say two thirds of the race on people's feet. Um, there was one guy that eventually I was like behind, his, behind him and then I kind of went to pass him and then we were like side by side for a while. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was good. I was when I was in line, um, I think it was what it's supposed to be eight buoys out then like 11 or 12 to the next turn and then but they had the numbers messed up on it and yes. i was kind of uh that really threw like, me off until <laughs> they've had the numbers uh be chronological there that would have that would have been nice but, or counting uh,
0: down at the end where it was like yeah. 10 9 8 7 instead yeah. it was counting up so i'm like how many are 10, these 10,
1: yeah yeah, yeah would, i'm surprised they didn't have that in order but uh oh well but i i you know again the water felt really nice um the sun wasn't a significant factor for me, anyways. There was a few times, you know, but, uh, you know, you, you saw it a little bit, but um, nothing like St. George 2012, that's yeah. for sure. Um, so much, much better experience, um, but came out of the water, uh, what was it? One oh, Almost 103, 102.38, uh, um, which, uh, you know, is not what I was hoping for, but um, it was, uh, it was what it was, you know. Definitely wasn't too disappointed. You know, it was uh uh one of those things. We just get that warm-up done and and head on here. But uh how about you, Elliot? Yeah, so I
0: started um what was it two waves after you? So they let the older age groups go right after the 40, 44 age group. So yeah, I started probably fourth or fifth row back, just like you and just immediately ran into a bunch of congestion. Like I just, I feel bad for any of the later waves as well. But I mean, as far like good swimmers, are going to catch the earlier waves and it's just, just seemed like people were in my way a lot in that swim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but how about you, were you drafted most of the time or where were you at? I mean, I tried to find people. I mean, I had people periodically to draft off of, but it was just, really congested because catching those older guys in the white caps and then started to see blue caps. I think those were your, that was your age group. It was. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it just felt like I was kind of weaving in and out of people the entire time, but definitely found feet, looked for the caps in my age group and I'm about halfway through the swim. Like we kind of had a good group going,
1: but it was just,
0: Felt like a lot of navigating around people, yeah. Throughout the I mean, I got swim. another
1: big advantage for me. I didn't have to deal with that whatsoever, yeah. which um, being I a,
0: really feel like they need to just have a a rolling age group start based off of
1: what yeah. you want to swim, or just a mass start, right? Someday, it's, it's, it's
0: hard. I mean, you're just yeah. you don't really know where you are at in the race, and especially if you're starting like way after our age groups. I oh, mean, totally. you're just. In the mix of everyone, and there's a, all sorts of abilities around on the course when it's all spread out like that. So I feel like, in ways, it makes it even more dangerous that way.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's fair. But um, I think it was a successful swim for Ironman here. Uh, I don't recall hearing any issues, you know, hearing any issues. So, but uh, yeah, um, then got out of the water. Um, is it a relatively long transition, right? You got to run. Um, all the way down, they did. They are back to having the changing tents, so that was um, was good. I felt like I was taking forever to get my um, my compression socks on, but um, ended up with a pretty good, decent transition. Um, rechecking my time here, but compared to other people, it was definitely uh, not bad. I ended up at 3:57. Wow. Were you at? What were you at, Elliot? It was like
0: a minute and a half later. So my advantage out of the water was disintegrated oh, that's right what was
1: your what was your swim time though buddy 59 41 59 41 right and then five twenty seven in the transition and did you end up did you put your shoes on the bike or no uh no i didn't you didn't okay so i ended up yeah i changed my mind and um mainly because of the site the shoes i have are just can't really get elastic bands on them and stuff so i ended up um, so what I did is I just put them on my hands actually and ran barefoot all the way to my bike and then threw a, put them on at my bike. Um, which I think was a good move. Um, cause I had a dynamite spot in transition, right? I blame up, my, I blame well. my
0: transition time because I had a poor spot. <laughs>
1: uh, it's, it's back there. I guess I really couldn't have asked no. for uh, anything better there. So you're basically with the pros. Yep. It was right next to, to the pros there. So another, uh, advantage for me here, but, uh, but then, yeah, then it was amateur hour. So I don't know how the heck it happened if I just didn't secure it properly, but I jump on my bike and start to pedal and my bike computer falls off. (laughs) So I had to get out the bike, go turn around and, uh, throw that on. So, um, Hey, not as bad as
0: the year in Hawaii when you
1: started riding with your swim skin. And then (laughs) half, when I saw you're you like, I have a swim skin on, (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, um, did pick that up though. It certainly took time to go pick that up and, um, got out there on the course. Um, you know, the first, first section of the bike, as I recall, you know, just, a uh, what, like nine mile out and back, um, was a bit congested. There was one time, like within the first few miles, I was like trying to pass, uh, this guy. And so like, he was, passing somebody but he moved all the way over to the left side of the road like there was like so much room in between and i'm yelling on your left on your left and he wouldn't move over like even though he had room and i'm like as i finally get by i'm like you got to move over and he's like i was passing (laughs) it's like idiot you know like come on like you know Just, just like the highway, like you can move over. You don't have to go all the way over, you know, whatever. (laughs) And uh, so we still got some, some work to go um, on, uh, on, you know, getting that. And then actually on the, on the way back to that area the, the other way on the out and back, I had a dude, he was probably 30, 40 yards ahead of me, but coming towards me jumped across the line and like was riding straight at me. It was like, what the hell are you doing? um so we did not collide but uh that that was a little startling for sure um but at that point when I was first heading out the pro women were just kind of heading back uh finishing the out and back there so it was kind of cool to get a glimpse at uh at where they were at there and everything but I felt really like too strong um at the in that first section there like I felt like I was like soft pedaling and could not get below like 250 watts. So, um, I felt really good in that first section there for sure. Um, and was definitely thinking about be smart here, be smart here, don't overdo it. Um, but was having a a bit of a hard time. Um, you know, my heart rate was down and everything like that. So I I think it was fine, but I was riding a little bit harder than I originally planned for that first section. How about you? Yeah. I mean, I felt decent, but I just
0: repeatedly told myself before the race that the second half of that bike's going to be very challenging. So I just kept telling myself to really hold back. And it was hard because I I had a decent swim time and it just felt like early on, I was just letting everyone go. I mean, I don't think I passed a single person, which is, I I I don't know. really gets in my head when I, when I race these is like, you got to play your own game and just trust that, you'll be able to catch people on the, on the run. But I mean, the difference between a world championship race and a local race, like a local race, maybe like 10 guys will pass me here. It was like all the Uber amateur guys were just flying past me. And I just, it's like, I just can't play this game that early on.
1: Yeah. No. And you gotta let them go, you know? And yeah, I mean, certainly (laughs) a lot of my EMJ teammates were passing me and going pretty dang fast. And I was like, Oh boy, you know, and, uh, Um, you know, but it is what it is, you know, um, a couple of the, I mean, the Zwift team crushed it, um, in general, but those guys were flying by, um, some very impressive, ridiculous bike splits that some amateurs put out for sure. Um, but yeah, you got to keep that in mind there for sure. Um, but you know, it was interesting to me is like, you know, they, they called the first half kind of rolling, right. And, you know, pretty flat. I definitely didn't feel like it was flat and even to me i don't know like maybe it was pacing it properly and not to get get ahead of ourselves but like um i guess actually the last climb i started to fade a bit but like even going up snow canyon like i felt totally fine and actually feel like i may have underridden it um by choice um and like but it was i i don't know all day it was it was up and down um but i never really felt like i got in any kind of holes where i was like you know oh just cooked myself and like this is a ridiculously hard course you know and stuff like that you know it was like i mean the snow canyon climb is is legit for sure but it's i i still wasn't like you know blown away by it like this is absolutely brutal you know um you know definitely got hotter as the day went on and uh you know I was doing my best to stay on top of fluids i i did get a little bit concerned i used kind of the Um, the mega bottle we'll call it that I put all my scratch in and it's, you know, highly concentrated, then I'll grab water at the aid station and pour part of it in there. And I think I was pouring in a little too much, um, at the beginning. So I got to like three or four, three hours in, and I only had like a little bit left and I was like, "Uh Oh, uh, this, this could be trouble here. But, uh, um, that, that worked out. All right. Um, the, the highlighter thing that, that comes to mind mostly for my ride was, Um, So actually right, uh, pretty close to, um, to when we got to the snow Canyon climb, actually one of my teammates and this other um, he's uh, he's, I'll just go with, I'll keep it ambiguous here. He's European. Um, But he had, I think it was one of his friends, like just right on his wheel, like just blatantly drafting. And I was like, what the hell? Um, So like, you know, I kept those guys kind of in sight and I was kind of right behind them. Um, as we started to head up snow Canyon and right as we kind of started, um, there was a group of like five or six other guys that like caught us. And there was like a legit pack of like, I mean, nobody was like directly behind it. People were like kind of spreading out throughout the road. But, um, I, like I started saying, and there, and of course there's a marshal right next to us, um, as this is going on, I'm like, guys, we got to, got to spread out here. And like, so I surged. And I went up to the front, um, to make sure I didn't have any problems. And then like, as the climb went on a couple people passed me. And then as we got to the top, there was like some blatant drafting going on in my mind, or like people not falling back all the way before going. And so we get up a little further down the road and I see that official sitting there on the side of the road. And so I yelled out, I was like, Hey, you got to call some of that. And, um, Sure enough, I had this marshal pretty much follow me for the next like twenty to thirty miles. <laughs> I think, mm-hmm. trying to uh, say, "Oh, you you don't think I'm doing a good job? Then I'm, I'm going to get you." <laughs> so, um, which is it's fine, you know. It was it was relatively spread out at that point. Um, you know, all day. I think there was that was really the only time I saw like Blatner was really having any kind of challenges with people breaking, you know, or being really close to each other, but I thought it was kind of BS. And I'll just say, or the, the big thing that sucked in where I was mentioning that thing with my, my, my bike saddle. Um, so I was on the first time going through the blazing fast tailwind section on the highway, right. As you're heading out, you're finishing up like the first loop to come back around. And all of a sudden I hear like a clank and one of the screws on my two screws on my rear bottle cage came off, and one of the water bottles did fall out. So, or the water ball I had in there. So, I was like, oh crap. So, I'm like, all right, obviously, I can't use this thing, thing anymore, but I've got that second screw. This thing's going to hold. So, I've got a Marshall, like, I don't know, she, I think at that point, was 30, 40 yards behind me. And all of a sudden, my arrow or my rear cage just falls off. So, it's like, oh man. So I had to stop, turn around, go back and get it, pick it up, and then ride for the next few miles with it, but holding it while I'm on my arrow <laughs> bars, um, so that I didn't get a littering penalty. Um, and then of course had to throw away my or toss it at the aid station. I think it was, you know, with the bottle and the, the secure thing. I was thinking it's like 135 bucks worth of stuff. I uh, had to toss that and lost that. And then I only had the my fully concentrated bottle and then my Aero bottle. So it kind of took away my ability to have extra, um, on there. And it, it, I, I was able to manage with it, but, uh, certainly not ideal. And, uh, when we get to the final results there, I think there's potential, I could have moved up a position if that didn't happen, but, uh, um, that was, those were the highlights for me on the bike. I mean, I guess, and then for me, the, the last climb there that really wasn't all that significant, but you had that, headwind and was just it was very slow and i started to hit the wall pretty good right there it was just like uh, it was hot and um i remember asking one of the photographers there is um because it like again it wasn't it wasn't a substantial climb like like um snow canyon was so like you didn't really know where you were on it and i was like how much further we got on this thing and he's like he's like oh only 300 yards or something like that or so. i was like okay good um, and then you get back into that, that, that tailwind section was super fun. Um, you know, I think, yeah, you're averaging like 34 35 miles an hour for those segments and uh, I'll do that all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought I did a pretty good job staying on top of my nutrition and, you know, toning it back um, for me, wattage wise, what I ended up at, oops, um, I think like just under 230 Watts and my normalized was like 247 um which i was planning to be at like 231 32 watts and goal was um like 252 normalized so a little bit low um and you know potentially think i could have uh, you know i was really keeping an eye on my heart rate as well um to make sure i didn't go hard and i don't think my heart rate ever got above def- i definitely didn't get above 160 but i was really around 150 all day which is pretty conservative for me um so i think that was a smart move, but uh what five seventeen bike split, um, which uh um best bike split had me at like five hours, which it never seems to be right. I was expecting it to be somewhat slow, but uh um what I so sorry, five sixteen forty-seven were for, for the bike split there. Um on definitely a pretty tough course there. So um how about you, ma'am? Yeah, so
0: I think the the rapid passing of everyone's kind of slowed down through 60 so like right when we started the climb it just seemed like less less and less people were passing me and but i don't know i think i just needed a lot more outdoor riding time because i really struggled up those hills Did you? And <clears throat> yeah and i think it's just i mean i never really give excuses going into races but I mean, I was skiing every other weekend and I mean, I did, I did take training seriously, but it wasn't like a world championship mentality. Like I didn't have like, wow, I'm in top form right now. I'm going to like really kick some ass today, yeah. but I really felt, I, I mean, hit some major low points on the bike where I'm like, wow, I don't know if I'll be able to get up this hill. I mean, that's
1: right. Aaron. And my variability ended up being 1.07. What was, what was yours? Yeah. I think it
0: was 1.09. 09. Okay. All right. I mean, I got so tired. We're like, as soon as I ascended a hill, I just kind of soft pedaled for a while on a downhill just to recover. I just, I don't know if it was my gearing, but I just really felt like I struggled on those climbs. And like one notable climb that I did not expect was it was before the wall. It was a pretty steep, like short climb. But it seemed very substantial. I'm like, is this? I asked someone, when wall, I was like, right? like, is this the yeah. wall?
1: <laughs> yeah, there was, it was a few times when, yeah, the wall wasn't all that distinctive to me, I guess, either, you know? And um, I kind of thought that, I think, too. I think. Um, but you definitely
0: know um, it's coming up when you hit that hairpin turn and then you right. look up and you're like, all right, this is it. There it is. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, but yeah, um, I, and I agree. And I will say like, I, I wasn't fully confident. on my like, I mean, I put in a lot of hours on the trainer and, um, put in the time. And I think it was huge to have the biggest training camp for me and get outside and do some long riding there. Um, but I didn't go into it, you know, totally confident on the bike that, uh, everything was going to be good there. So, uh, I definitely hear you there. And, uh, I think that's just, uh, Part of something we'll have to deal with if we're doing, you know, early season Ironmans, um, just reality for us. So, yeah. Um, I mean, but, and then my
0: uh, back and my shoulders were just so tense, like
1: really. Towards yeah, the end yeah, of the I bike, didn't, I didn't and... have I didn't have any of that, and like even I, I really just kind of you know got some overall fatigue going at like mile ninety to a hundred or so, um, but I finished pretty strong and uh, um, felt pretty comfortable on the bike. Like I was in like compared to Ironman Florida, like you know just i wasn't shifting around on the seat like crazy and everything like that i think you know being able to get up a little bit more was nice for me anyways and yeah. um you know so um yeah so what uh what, what were your power numbers uh pretty low pretty embarrassing
0: um I think 182 normalized like okay. 170 something average i mean i look okay. I mean compared to Port d'Alene go? last year, it was 201. Average. Was your average or your normal? Yeah,
1: average. 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 Okay. All right. So, so yeah, I mean, I yeah. More.
0: I felt like uh, it, many times on the bike, I was not gonna like not finish, but I was definitely like in just conservation mode and like yeah. just gotta keep moving forward right now. So yeah. I, I just wish I kind of went into this race a little bit more bike fit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's always tough, you know, for sure for these early seasons, so you ended up at five forty two thirty eight. 38. Yeah. That course, man, that's, that's not uh it's no slouch. That's uh that is a, a, a tough course for sure here. So, all right. Well um, yeah. I mean, it, and it was nice to finish on such a fast section, right? Like tailwind and then even getting into town was super fast. Right. And you got to kind of, recover a bit there how did you feel coming off the bike uh okay i mean not as bad as that year in
0: hawaii when i'm like oh my gosh i don't think i'll be able to run but i mean definitely lost places i mean i talked to beck after the race and she's like you move from 22nd out of the water to 90th place off the bike so i mean when i told you i was getting past left and right i really was
1: <laughs> yeah okay yeah um but like when you got off, you felt all right. Looks like so. How was how was T U2 for you? Um I like the change
0: tents. So all the bags were set up inside and there's chairs yeah. inside and it was a good mini rest before the start. I mean, I think it's better than the bags being on the ground. So I like I like all the bags being on the racks.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And then
0: kind of a rookie mistake, like I got all my my run gear on and then I ran out with my bag because that's kind of what we did in T1. Right. And then volunteers like you got to take your bag and hang it back on. the I guess that was
1: happening a decent amount. Yeah so i think i think i I had a volunteer right there that reminded me you got to put it back and i was okay i think actually i even grabbed my bag and i was going to run like further down and you know put the stuff on there and he's like you got to put that back you know And i was like oh okay yeah so that was very helpful um but yeah so you're at 418 um i did have a pretty quick transition um what did i end up at um oops yeah 158 for my t1 so, t2, excuse me, so, so i need to
0: work i need to work on my transitions my yeah. swim gain on you was completely wiped out in
1: transitions no you don't need to work on these things at all <laughs> you got to be comfortable you know <laughs> uh, well i was so brushing I, my
0: teeth and yeah, all right you yeah know. you gotta do these things yeah? well and then yeah i put on my socks in t2 i didn't put it on t1 but okay. i don't know why my t1 was so long too then
1: <laughs> so all i had to do is put on my bike shoes and helmet yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you look good in the pictures I saw there yeah. on the bike. It's the only everything. thing that matters. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Huh? <laughs> so that's right. Real quick, happy with the felt? To be
0: determined. So Saint George was my second ride outside on it. So I, it's just I was confident on my bike, but at the same time, like I know outdoor riding is completely different. So I just wish I had more opportunities ride right outside. Yeah
1: okay so
0: look nice and women bike
1: for show we run for dough huh buddy
0: (laughs) i I was just yeah i felt like i was just (laughs) i saw my bike split i'm like oh my gosh i think the whole field is in front of me right now but i felt decent enough and it was just right off the bat just surprised
1: like how many people were running so slow already yeah it was pretty significant that people were slowing <laughs> down quickly here, but I mean, you went out relatively conservative, it looks like. How did? Yeah, you... I mean, my legs didn't feel that great, and
0: it was hard because I mean, I studied the course, but I didn't ride it at all, right. so I knew like the first what like first roughly five k were uphill, mostly uphill.
1: Yeah. Yep. And so, yeah, I mean, it is slow. You're kind of going up that. I mean, you got a nice little climb up out of town, and then you got a false flat up um for most of the run to then go to the first legit climb so yeah the first few miles are definitely slow for sure here but um i mean did you feel like you were holding something back or you're kind of like uh i just felt uncomfortable and then i took like a like a bathroom
0: break like mile one so my first split wasn't that wasn't fast at all but i mean it wasn't like wow i'm gonna struggle this entire run i felt like i had the run legs and okay going into the race, I was pretty confident with my swim and my run. I mean, my running was my run training. I felt went really well leading into it. So I was pretty confident and just running on Hills all over the place near where I live. It was extremely helpful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I certainly felt very confident with my run heading in and, but I mean, the, the big factor is that it was close to 90 degrees. Um, and I'd been doing most of my running in 40 degrees or lower, you know. So but I think uh,
0: that's where experience really comes in. I mean, I saw your runs on Strava and Garmin, and I mean you're going for 24 mile runs at 630 pace and you weren't really like working too significantly hard in 45, 50 degree weather.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I was no, kind I of know. the I same. Mean, I so it. I mean so, so good. Um, did really feel like my run training went well. And, um, you know, that, that did not really like that uh, I did. That's the longest training run I've ever done. Um, that 24 miler, but like, yeah, that pace did not, that was not like a challenging run. Um, you know, it was, it's a good run. I mean, sure. I got tired towards the end, I guess, but, um, you know, it wasn't, could have kept going for sure. Um, you know, so, that's kind of what I was hoping, and I, you know I, I really was expecting wanting to run under three hours um, for this race here. So I went out and I think I was what seven, seven, ten, seven fifteen for the first couple of miles. So when you add in the elevation, you know and the that that where it's mostly uphill, I was like, all right, you know i'm 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 on point here. I can do this here and um you know really focused on so we have the the most significant climb that you have to go up on the way back but that you go down at the beginning there you know really tried to get my turnover up and um you know i think according to the tracker i think it was relatively accurate because of how often the trackers were going but yeah i dropped down to 619 pace you know 513 pace um 640 pace um up through like the six mile point so you know i think i evened it out. And it was just definitely, a course, there was just no way you could be consistent with your pacing. Right. It was uh, you know, couldn't be done. Even actually I was looking at, you know, Christian Blumenfeld's and some of the pros after, and I mean, they were even up in the eights, I think, and, you know, started or slowing down on that, that climb on the way back up there for sure. Um, But, you know, you had to expect and plan and, and be um, running at different paces given what, what gradient you were at. Um so I was feeling um pretty good and and conservative all through the first lap. It did weave around like I didn't see the entire course. I only actually saw it till um a little bit past that first big hill going down that. I didn't see the rest of the out and back that we dealt with um but uh it was you know just yeah really kind of either slightly up or slightly down most of the time there. Um, except, except that forward.
0: one hill. Yeah.
1: When you're well, right. And then but I mean it was really was not flat. I mean, like I guess you could say that the uh inside that park that we went looped around in was pretty flat. But other than that, it was like you were always at some kind of gradient, good or you know, um, positive or negative there. So um but uh yeah, and that's right. And I started uh shoot, what did I start the run? I think I was in like Twentieth or something like that, coming off the bike in my age group, um, but I didn't have anybody. I did see your mom um, when I uh, headed out on the run. I think. Um, but she said uh, there I are had... so many EMJ guys that look identical. They're like they're so tall
0: and so they look really? so fast, and they're like I thought that I, was calling.
1: <laughs> I'm still the tall dangly dude that uh, should stick <laughs> out a little bit, you know, compared to to some of the guys. But there was a lot of guys uh, out there doing quite well for sure. Um, but uh, but yeah um but I felt uh pretty good I, you know I wanted to always try not to to slow down on the the second lap and um felt like I kind of I think I pushed a little bit too hard on the first lap um but I mean I came in I think right in around so at let's see here the 13.1 let's see yeah I was at 131 um. 23 so you know not far off from from uh three hour pace there um kind of where i wanted to be but um let's see here where were you at here buddy i thought you did a pretty good job of holding things together yeah 142 142 right okay so um you know yeah not not bad um but yeah it was getting hot there was a lot of carnage out there for sure um you know People are already walking and, uh, you know, I was, uh, or actually, so when I was finishing up the second lap, there is a out and back that you do just before you either go to the finish or you head out to the second lap. And, um, I saw a guy out there kind of by himself on his phone and I was just like, Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you check, you know, where Colin Cook is at in the 40 to 44? Cause it's an out and back. Right. So then it yeah. came back through. And so at that point, um, he said I was in ninth in my age group and I was running faster than, uh, four of the guys in my age group. So I was like, all right, all right. You know, but at the same time, I still, I'll admit, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like I had the killer instinct on the run, um, on that race. Um, I kind of, the whole time was like just kind of like the, I, I slowed down. I walked a little bit more at some of the aid stations that I normally do And like most of the way back, you know, at the end, I was just like, kind of kept moving and, you know, was going at a decent clip, but I just like, didn't, I was more like, there was lots of times, like, just, just walk, just walk, you know, and like, kind of telling myself, you know, whatever, you know, and, um, you know, I, I guess I hadn't publicly said it, you know, my, my goal was, was top five, you know, try and get on the podium for, for my age group. So, um, I felt that, that slipping for sure. And, you know, at that point, I guess I was still passing a lot of people, but you know, now we had a lot of people that were on their first lap. So, you know, you couldn't tell who you were passing or, you know, where you're at. Um, but uh, it was, it was definitely a struggle for me. Um, you know, most of the the second half for sure. And I didn't quite feel like I normally do, um, you know, for, I mean, always hurting for sure on that second lap of the run, but um, different experience than I've had certainly at Florida and and some of the other races where I've run, um, better time splits anyways.
0: I mean, do you have, I struggle with that. And I told you this before at world championship races where, I mean, there's so much competition. And when you're not in the mix, I mean, you're giving it a good effort, but I, I struggle just getting into that. Like I'm going to bury myself mode and like, No,
1: that's, that's exactly what was happening there. It was like, you know, it's like, and, you know, people can take this however they want. And it's like, oh, you know, I guess, you know, that's pretty good to be eighth or ninth and, you know, in in this race here, but it wasn't what I wanted here. And, um, you know, so it was mentally, it was, it was tough, but, um, for some reason I do have a pretty good ability, even when my body is telling me to stop, to just still just keep going and just shut up and just keep turning over, you know, um, but actually, and uh, I should have mentioned on, on both times going up the big hill, I did walk um, kind of power walk to those both times. I um, think probably should have ran it on the last lap um, and let that heart rate go. But I do think it was the right move on the first lap there. Cause um, just didn't want to get that. If you're running that thing, especially at any kind of effort, you're, there's no way you're not spiking your heart rate there.
0: It was just amazing how slow I was running yet. Passing people like so much, and especially on that hill. I remember yeah. running with another dude, and my stride length must have been like five inches, but yeah. I was kind of like shuffling it up. It, I'm like, this is so embarrassing, but we're passing people at least.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. You know, I definitely was trying, and I just, even though I was like, actually, I was trying to like shuffle and power walk, and I was like, you need to go fast than this, but like, I didn't want to go, you know, get the heart rate up, and it was uh. I need to actually practice that a little bit more um but I just uh, had in my head like once you make that ascent you got two and a half miles
0: downhill pretty much exactly yeah
1: I'm
0: like just work hard or work hard I mean I was literally just (laughs) moving my legs as fast as I could yeah and going nowhere I mean I think like a long stride power walk might have been faster but
1: yeah, I mean, it really wasn't that. I think I was still at like um, 11 or 12 minute pace, you know, with the power walking. So, um, and it's still pretty quick. You know, you're up that even power walking within what? Probably well, you've seconds. got long legs. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, um, you know, I thought it was interesting the way they did the course, where a lot of it was kind of on that rail trail. Um, I did like that it, there wasn't, I mean, there was a few sections where there was traffic going both ways, but that they didn't have most of the course being like that. Cause that I've done races like Tremblant and things like that, where you're constantly have traffic going both directions and it's just too tight in there to, to really do, um, to be effective. I feel like so. And we did um, see each other. That's right. How could I almost forget? You know, and I
0: acted like I wasn't going to give you a high five.
1: If you notice that. I wasn't sure. I I, I wasn't sure. (laughs) I got it. I got my high five right. Out. That was right at the bottom of the hill for you. Yeah, right? Okay. yeah. that's right. And I'm trying to come down. Um, that's a good point. Yeah, I want to make sure we mention that here. So, no clothesline. Um, you know, Elliot uh, honored me here with a high. So time. I redeemed myself. No, but you know, <laughs> it was. You didn't dig yourself into a monstrous hole. You know. <laughs> So yes, that was, that was good. Glad that happened. Um, but then, uh, yeah. So uh, finished up. I ended up at keep forgetting uh, nine 36 Wasn't looking at the clock at all, but uh, um, definitely slower than I had hoped. I was really expecting to at least be under nine 30. Um, but uh, you know, um, as I mentioned there, and or ended up with a three eleven forty for the marathon. You know, not what I was hoping for, but you know that was a tough course, tough conditions for sure. Um, but that put me eighth in my age group um, and first American in my age group, which I'm gonna focus on that. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, just some, I, I was looking at your age group forty forty four.
0: That the top five guys are just incredible. I mean.
1: Well, the way I look at it though, if I had run sub three hours, I would have been fifth. So it was within reach. Yeah. But yeah, not, there was not many guys. I mean, and then the guy that won my age group, I mean, we won't talk about, uh, let me get that up that he beat me by, um, 56 minutes. We won't talk about that, <laughs> but I guess he is a former pro, uh, I think was racing pro last year, you know, went eight forty. um, pretty ridiculous. And then, you know, he beat second place by almost 23 minutes. And then, um, but my boy, Ray Raynard from, um, from EMJ, he was fourth. And then there was another guy that ran pretty well that I was kind of around, I guess, quite a bit of the race when I looked at the after results there, German or no, I'm sorry, a French fellow that uh, ended up getting fifth at 926. So, um, Oh, so you were close. You were 10 minutes yeah right around 10 minutes off so um i could have could have done it but um you know it is what it is uh, i think i you know I've, and even actually after the race i didn't or i felt absolutely terrible when i was at the med tent for uh, about 2 hours after the race um but that's why i didn't you, see you yeah, and my stomach was killing me um but uh You know, I was, I I really wasn't that sore the day after. And I felt like I must've left something out there on the run, but um, the last two days have been very sore. So I'm not sure that's (laughs) quite the case as much as as me here uh, for me. But uh, how about you, Elliot? Where'd you finish up here? So I was 90th off the bike and
0: moved up to 30th on the run. So even with a 328 run, which I feel like I'm capable, of, same as you like running faster than that, but I mean, I felt like I gave that run a really good effort and yeah, really, I mean, and not I a lot of people ran
1: 328, right, Yeah. Um, and you also had the pleasure, uh, let's let's talk about the finish for you here. <laughs> so was that guy in your age group? I think
0: so. And I kept, I mean on that out and back, you kind of had an idea of like, if people were coming up on you and it was just really hard to tell because at that so point there was
1: so you were gaining on him, I'm assuming based on his time or no? I
0: have no idea. I
1: mean, okay. it seemed like he came out of nowhere. Really? Okay. Cause it looks like he ran slower than you. He ran three forty three, almost three forty four. So oh. um, you must have gained him at some point, but maybe he saw you and said, use that as motivation or something. But yeah, that
0: second loop got pretty
1: congested with just it was yeah, you
0: first loop you people and
1: tell. yeah. You know, that's another thing where I guess it would be nice if they at least put age groups, ages back on calves or something like that. But I think that 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 tradition is gone. Yeah. Uh, um, But but anyway, so you sprinted to the finish and you took the win, right? Yeah. Well, I wanted to
0: I wanted to stop and hug my family. I mean, they were all waiting for me at the finish line, but. I guess it's that competitive spirit I have in me. I'm like, this guy's
1: not going to beat me. I've been past all so day. Like, I'm not. So gonna... you guys were like, where were you side by side? Like, right as you took the, or like. Uh, not, off to, to the finish so not line, at you know? the
0: out and back. So right when I turned um, pretty much like to the finish, he, mm-hmm. I, I heard him just run up on me and yeah, he ended up taking, he, he just took off and I went with him and yeah. got him nice. at the line. <laughs>
1: yeah you did you did so that's great all for 30th 30th place 30th 30th, 30th (laughs) man that's legit you know um especially you know move up 60 spots that's awesome that's very cool man so yeah
0: lots of things to work on but it was a good experience had fun didn't like i said didn't end up in medical and just completely bury myself for for this race so Well,
1: that was, I mean, I
0: do like going to those and giving it just absolutely everything I have, but it was, I I think, like I said, I don't like giving excuses, but just for it to be the first race of the year and for it to be that big of an event, it was kind of hard to get my mind around (laughs) leading up to it.
1: No, totally. I get that for sure. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I actually felt, you know, tired for sure at the finish and, uh, I thought I was going to be all right. And then all of a sudden I got like freezing cold and, uh, you know, could not warm up, but, uh, it was cool. I did. Um, Lionel Sanders was, um, kind of right towards the end of the finish. Um, so I got to stop and chat with him for a minute and then I still don't know what happened, but somehow they sent me up to the pro area. <laughs> and, uh, so I had to, and I wasn't happy about it cause it was inside this building. It was three stories up. So I had to walk up three stories of stairs, And I get up there and I'm just like, uh, you know, Christian Brumenfeld's up there, like, um, you know, just not that many people. And like, I didn't even think much about it at that point, but I just went over to Christian and I talked to him for a few minutes, said, you know, congratulations. And told him I love his YouTube channel, you know, total fan, wimp stuff, but, uh, you know, did did that. And, uh, um, and then it was like, I sat down for a minute and I was like, wait a second am I supposed to be here and so then I like asked him like is this the pro area pro only or something And like somebody's like yeah I was like oh I did shake uh, Bob Abbott's hand as well um and so you're uh, a complete fanboy after the race apparently yeah I wasn't really <laughs> planning to be but uh but I was just hurting too and uh So then I made it back down and I took a picture with my buddy Greg from, from EMJ that uh, he finished ninth right behind me on the, in my age group, but a really, really good dude from Colorado that uh, kind of bonded with, he's a fellow goaltender as well uh, growing up uh, (laughs) that we bonded at camp and it was uh, cool to see him throughout the day. And uh, we chatted for a while and uh, we got a picture together at the finish. So um, that was cool. But then after that uh, things went south and I could not, get anything down and like just was super nauseous and they gave me i forget what it was but something to try and settle my stomach and that wasn't working and um was blobbing around for i think legit two hours after the race um so um and then all of a sudden like i finally kind of snapped out of it and i felt felt really good (laughs) um so um that was cool and then uh former uh former podcast guest there uh triple G Greg Glenn, um, you know, from pliable, the marketing guy, he, he did end up coming to the race and, uh, he was out there supporting and, uh, we did an interview after the race and, uh, he did a great job and it was fun, fun having him out there. So, um, shout out to him for following through. And, uh, you know, he's going to hopefully help some people in the triathlon world to, uh, to help with their, their marketing and social media presence. So that was cool. So, then once again, Elliot ditched me again. I tried to, you know, connect with him after. I was waiting for you at the finish. I wanted to get a picture with you. Him, but, says he's going to come see me and he just never comes. So just too good for you. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're online buddies, I guess, you know. Yeah. Podcast buddies.
0: <laughs> no, I really missed Beck on this trip too. I mean, she yeah. just, I think she knows the routine and just knows how to take care of, people at the end of races and
1: yeah. yeah no doubt. No doubt. You know. But uh yeah, again, I had an absolute blast at the race and uh, you know, was hoping for a little bit better, but I think we always are at the end of, of Iron Man's for the most part. And so um but the crew I was with we we had an absolute blast and they uh uh we went back to Vegas the next day and um they, uh, they started getting after it and, uh, we did hang out at the pool a little bit, which was nice. And, uh, they went off to a fancy dinner and I went to my red eye home, um, that, uh, definitely was not ideal, but, uh, you know, it was good to get home and, um, see the fam again here. So, uh, a successful trip in my mind here for sure.
0: DNF rates. I think it was seven seventeen 17% age group. Yeah. 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 And, um, I think no, all the male, all the female pros finished and oh really men's field. That. Yeah, the men's field. I think there was
1: quite a few yeah. DNFs in that. But let's just take a minute. Like, just holy cow, these guys, you know what they do. It's just unbelievable. You know, biking uh an hour plus faster than me, right? And then, you know, running sub 240 for Christian on that course is just just next level. <laughs>
0: It's not even it's next level. It's no, just like, it's how yeah, is that possible?
1: Sickly. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, a deserving world champ, I think, you know, regardless of the people, you know, that didn't make it to the start line. It's too bad that Gustav, you know, was the last minute. Um, you know, and Alistair, I'm not sure. I don't know if Alistair would have been a I mean, I think it would have been a factor, but um if he has it in him to win a world championship in that those conditions right now. But um Gustav I think would have could have made things interesting. But yeah. huge shout out to Lionel for sticking with it, running two forty-two on that course and making having enough to make the pass, you know, in the last two hundred yards um to get second place is just incredible. So um a real, you know, just inspiration for sure. So um, you know, and I guess the other thing I'll say is there was definitely more international people there than I thought there was going to be. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought, uh, this was definitely my chance to, uh, to do as well in the rankings, um, as possible, potentially because of a weaker field. And I think it, it probably, you know, certainly was weaker than normal, but I think the big boys came to play. Right. It was <laughs> very top heavy. Yeah. Right. With people yeah. that,
0: sure i think truly qualified to right. be there exactly yeah and then yeah there i mean felt like there was a sharp drop off at some point but right right
1: but definitely up, felt there, like right?
0: a world championship right i mean everyone Dollar. who podiumed is pretty oh, legit yeah.
1: <laughs> absolutely no doubt on that one yeah and i hear it got uh, interesting at the roll down um which there was some confusion i i thought uh that it was, it was going to be online. And, um, somebody I was with said that they thought it was online, um, but it was in person. And like, even before the race, I heard somebody talking in, um, when we were dropping off our bags that one of the age groups, I don't know which one it was already had 17 people already qualified for Kona. And then there was 75 slots at the race. Um, so I did hear there was some age groups that it was like finishers that were, um, you know, 40th plus that ended up getting slots and stuff like that. So, um, the wild times continue in Kona qualifications. I'll put it that way. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. So,
0: yeah. All right. I think it's so, going to be crazy uh, there in October
1: with two races. Two races. It's going to be nuts for sure. But, um, yeah, it'll, uh, should be good though. Yeah. Maybe you'll hang out with me. We'll see. We'll see. Uh cool. All right. Well, I think we've gone on pretty long here on this one here. So uh I think we'll cut it there. Um, but uh hopefully that was insightful. Everybody enjoyed uh hearing a little bit more about Elliot and I's experience. So uh both finished, that's good. You know uh um very very tough course, honest course, and uh um we'll see if they end up having it there again here for the world championships. But uh would you do um, it again? i don't know um i i think i think that answer is more whether i'll be the 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 forever question or thing of me you know how long i've been doing full iron and uh I, yes i guess if if i'm wanting to race uh then yes i would have no problem going back to race there as opposed to why. yeah yeah so uh,
0: yeah how about you yeah for sure i think this yeah. kind of course suits me yeah i just Learn some lessons, l- know what to really work on going forward, and I think that's a good thing. I mean, it was a good experience. Wish I was Probably faster, but right, yeah, I can work on it.
1: Exactly, yeah, that's good. So,
0: and I have a million other races to do this year, so
1: yeah, <laughs> gotta no, pace we'll myself. the next one, here. I don't <laughs> think we have enough time to go through your whole race schedule here. So. <laughs> so with that everybody thanks for watching listening um and uh we will be back with you sometime sooner
0: thanks for listening everyone